If you are interested in Chinese calligraphy, you have probably heard of Wang Shizhi, the most famous Chinese calligrapher, also known in China as the Sage of Calligraphy. In 2010, a hand copy of Wang's work fetched at auction a staggering 308 million RMB, about 46.4 million U.S. dollars. Wang, who lived in the fourth century, has no authentic artworks left now, so even ancient copies of his works are of great value. A copy of his work was found among the Dunhuang manuscripts in the library cave, and is one of the earliest copies existing. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. In our previous episode, we talked about the world's earliest printed book discovered among the Dunhuang manuscripts, but that was just one of thousands of treasures stored in the library cave. To give you a more comprehensive and clear understanding of the significance of what's inside the library cave, in this episode we will list some of the major types of the Dunhuang manuscripts. We know that following the discovery in 1900, the library cave was not carefully protected or properly preserved by the then declining Qing dynasty in China. Many of the ancient scriptures and documents stored inside the cave were soon lost. As we discussed, they ended up scattered around in about 30 museums and libraries in more than 10 countries, like the UK, France, Russia, Japan, China, the US, and others. Altogether, there have been more than 50,000 pieces of relics discovered, covering a myriad of subjects from religion, history, art and literature to mathematics, medicine, and economics. Their rich and diverse contents are now the subject of ongoing research by the International Dunhuang Project, the IDP. Buddhist sutras account for more than 90% of the Dunhuang manuscripts. Many of these scriptures were handwritten before or during the Tang Dynasty and came from then-famous monasteries or even from royal palaces in the capital. These Buddhist classics are so authoritative that they are repeatedly copied. Indeed, many Buddhist classics had long since been lost in China and India, and the Dunhuang originals are the only way to be sure to correct errors in any reprints. There are also works of literature changing Buddhist scriptures into stories. In the Tang Dynasty, sutra illustrations, or Jingbian in Chinese, was a common practice in the temples. To attract the interest of the general public, some eminent monks tried to preach profound Buddhist doctrines in a language that was easy to understand. They would even add some historical stories or folk tales into the preaching. The discovery of so many popular literary manuscripts from the library cave also provides important material for the study of the history of Chinese literature. In addition, books from other religions, including Taoism, Nestorianism and Manichaeism, can also be found in the Dunhuang manuscripts. The majority of the manuscripts are in Chinese, but there are also some other languages found, such as Cotonese, Sanskrit, Sogdian, Tangut, Tibetan, Old Uyghur language, Hebrew and Old Turkic. 
Alongside the religious manuscripts, other major groups of texts found in Dunhuang are ancient manuscripts of Confucianism, classics such as Wu Qing, the so-called Five Classics, invoked as norms for Chinese society, law, government, education, literature and religion. These Confucian classics not only help us to understand local culture at that time, but also have extremely important cultural relic value and collation value. For example, the Analects of Confucius is an ancient Chinese book composed of a large collection of sayings and ideas attributed to the Chinese philosopher Confucius and his disciples. It has perhaps been one of the most widely read and studied books in China and around the world for the last 2,000 years. The most popular annotation about this classic is from the Sung dynasty, since most of the previous annotations have been lost. But in the Dunhuang manuscripts, some well-kept earlier versions were found, which provide priceless research materials for the study of Confucianism today. Scientific documents can also be found among the manuscripts. Can you imagine, ancestral Chinese had already started analyzing the movements of stars more than a thousand years ago. There is an astronomy book called the Dunhuang Star Map, or Chinese Star Map, which is the oldest preserved star chart in the world. It was produced in China's Tang Dynasty at the end of the 7th or the beginning of the 8th century. This exquisite star chart was skillfully drawn by hand in red and black inks onto a fine, four-metre-long paper scroll. The scroll actually contains two parts. The first part of the scroll shows 26 drawings of differently shaped clouds accompanied by text on cloud divination. The second part shows a complete representation of the Chinese sky in 13 charts including 12 star maps, each depicting a 30-degree division of the sky in the east-west direction, plus a map of the circumpolar sky. Altogether, over 1,300 stars were named and accurately presented. All the stars were observed by the naked eye, including some faint stars that are extremely difficult to observe even nowadays, let alone centuries ago before the telescope was invented. This amazing chart, which is now held by the British Library, contains much information that has proved very useful for modern astronomers as well. Calligraphy features as a topic in its own right among the Dunhuang manuscripts. The library cave at Dunhuang is the most complete and vivid original archive of Chinese calligraphy. The discovery of a large number of manuscripts shows authentic calligraphy from the Eastern Qin Dynasty to the Northern Sung Dynasty, with various genres and styles. Most of the Dunhuang manuscripts were transcribed by brush and represent a great achievement of ancient folk calligraphy. They are the most plentiful and systematic primary sources for modern researchers studying the history and art of calligraphy, particularly the evolution of Chinese characters. 
In addition to the scriptures written by unknown authors, there are many excellent works copied from the original works of calligraphy masters, which represent the highest level of writing art in that era. As we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, a copy of Chinese calligraphy master Wang Shizi's work was found in Dunhuang's library cave. As all his original works after the Tang Dynasty were lost, this Tang Dynasty copy is more vivid and closer to his original work. In fact, globally there are only ten copies of Wang's work created in the Tang Dynasty remaining. Therefore, the Dunhuang copy is extremely precious, and indeed priceless. The Dunhuang manuscripts also contain many historical and geographical records that do not appear in mainstream historical books, but have vivid descriptions of local history and social outlook of the time. There are also records of both official and private matters, including some civil contracts and legal orders. They provide materials for the study of local government and its officials, the military, and the tax and labor systems of those ancient times. Well, I think now you probably have a brief idea about the immensity of content the Dunhuang manuscripts include. It's mission impossible for us to highlight all of them, but we will take time in our following episodes to pick up a few interesting ones from this vast. Profound, inclusive, and precious treasure house of world cultural heritage. We will head to the UK and France to find some more legacies of Dunhuang, the world's largest Buddhist art gallery. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and Sang Liang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you on the next episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Stay tuned.